Well, welcome to the show. If you're new, we appreciate you. If you came back, we are stunned. We're so glad that you are a returning listener, and we'd love to hear from you on Facebook. And we'd love for you to donate to our radio station at forwardradio.org. Enjoy this show. Welcome to Critical Thinking for Everyone! Hey, everybody out there in radio land and podcast land and all the lands that are listening right now, we welcome you to our humble show. Our humble show. Uh, We are so happy you could join us. As always, we're going to be talking about critical thinking theory this hour. Um, We're going to be talking about... um, the analysis. We're going to be talking about the assessment, which is to say we're going to be breaking our thinking into pieces, and we're going to talk and we're going to talk about whether we think it's um, you know high quality or low quality, and certainly that's something you could do with your own critical thinking time. And we're going to be doing this in real time without a net. Without a net. No have, intellectual net. There is no net in sight. <laughs> My name is Brian Barnes, by the way, netless. <laughs> and I am also netless. Mm-hmm. I am Patty Payette. She is indeed. And we are the Critical Thinking for Everyone team. Mm-hmm. And uh, this show originates every week on 106.5 FM, WFMP, LP. Maybe not LP anymore. 106.5 FM, mm. WFMP, Forward Radio, Louisville, Kentucky. And. Um, Broadcast out of the Habern Building, and maybe you picked up this um, back episode on SoundCloud. You might be listening to us on the cloud. And we like to think of our show as an opportunity for us to learn, opportunity for you to learn, an opportunity for everyone to have fun. Brian, to make sound effects. I will make a sound effect occasionally. Yes, and if we're lucky, it might be this show. (laughs) And we have uh, always bringing new content and new and juicy ideas to the table. (laughs) I often surprise Brian with my content. Well, yeah, because I don't really know uh, always what we're going to talk about on the show. What I know is that we're going to be bringing high-quality critical thinking techniques from a variety of sources, but... Um, in particular, we're often using the theory from the foundation for critical thinking, um, which makes explicit all of these tools of uh, analysis and assessment and also intellectual habit building and uh, detection of irrational biases. All of this is part of the theory and part of our bag of tricks. Wow. Brian, you are really selling it, dude. You're really selling it today. Oh, really are you okay? It. You okay, my man? <coughs> you all right? I He's getting it. choked up just thinking about it. Just thinking about critical things. <laughs> 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 I might be better now. I don't know. All right. Well, you can also probably hear us having our afternoon coffee. <laughs> While we're doing the show, and we we, we apologize, but guess what? All those neurons in our brain are getting a little boost from this caffeine. It's going to make it a better show. I think so. I think so. And so um, Patty brings the content, <clears throat> and we often talk a great deal about important theoretical moves. We want to say that the critical thinking theory really is for everyone. That's why we call the show what we do. We think that anyone can learn to think about their thinking in self-reflection, can learn to break your thinking into parts, and learn to, to test your thinking to see if it's good thinking or not. Yeah, that's yeah. right. In yeah. fact, you know what? Before we get into this week's show, which is a crazy blend of 
COVID um, thinking along with some humanist concepts. Humanist. We're going to pour in there. We're going to put them into a blender and oh, hit wow. puree. Oh, my goodness. And it's going to be a delicious, tasty treat. Okay. All right. All right. You can tell my baking self is, wow. you know, I've been working with the food processors. She can... is baked. Yeah. Let me tell you, friends. <laughs> I mean, it's almost out of hand in here, frankly. Before we get into that, I need to circle back to something Brian said at the last show, which has kind of really stayed with me. Oh, wow. It didn't even stay with me. (laughs) Okay, so last show, cast your mind back. This is where we need, like, uh, flashback sound effects. Yeah, cast your mind back to last week. And our show was about which philosopher? Baruch Spinoza. That's right, Spinoza. And... I was re-listening. I was listening to the show as it was airing, mm. and I noticed that I said, "Okay, we're going to talk about Spinoza." And I was like, "Blah blah blah," selling like why we're going to. And you said, "Yeah," something like, well, "Why him? Like what? What's it? You know, you were sort of like, why this guy? Why like, you, some old dead guy? Right? And yeah. you, and to be honest, you you kind of weren't. A, you didn't seem like you were a huge fan of his ideas, or you didn't think they were like all that. Yeah. And and uh, so I said, well, you know, I. Came across this article about his advice, and I wanted to compare it from the 17th century advice to how it applies to the 21st century, which is true. But hmm. one thing I didn't, I failed to to say as a critical thinker is, okay. Brian, we take all comers on this show. We uh-huh. we are interested in good thinking, whether the ideas are, you know, crazy, sound crazy, whether they sound well-esteemed, uh-huh, whether uh-huh. they are kind of mysterious, whether they're pot. So really, this show, when you say, why Spinoza, I should have said, well, why not? Sure. You need fodder to think through uh, in real time on the show. Okay. Well, and I guess that should make everyone else feel comfortable in sending your own thinker to us. Yeah. Um, you know, we certainly did manage to pull an hour out of uh, talking about Spinoza. <laughs> so... And a few of these uh, thinkers we've pulled in here in the past, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can do it with just about anything. Um, but we would love to see your interests and contributions, and you yeah. should send us ideas to Critical Thinking for Everyone on Facebook. What if someone sends you the Tiger King? What are you going to do with that? Uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll go and think about that dude's thinking. Think it, you'll take it seriously and sure. thinking it through. Sure. All right. Well, that's what I mean. We liked we do take it seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. I'd like to say. Oh right? man, I'm sure that's right? not true. Yeah. yeah oh, you don't think I can sell that, huh? No, I'm not sure. No. no. We do kind of we do kind of take ourselves. No, we're seriously pretty. We, we do bit. think that we you know we're doing a critical thinking show. We think we know what we're doing, <laughs> but we don't want it to be sort of inaccessible. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, folks, ultimately, you are the judge of what Brian just said. Do you think we're good thinkers? Do you think Brian knows what he's talking about? Do you think this show is accessible? I mean, really, yeah. we think that, but pff, look at our biases. Yeah, yeah, we could absolutely be wrong. And the nice thing is we don't have to make money on this show, so it doesn't matter if anyone listens. Right. That's right. Like we have we have zero pressure. And so if you're out there going, wow, why isn't the show like like really doing more? Why? Why would we? <laughs> There's nobody asking us to do more. Well, we just want to know you're out there, folks. So right. Right. But know. but, you know, that's the nice thing is we're sitting here and we're not necessarily sure 
um, why we're doing what we're doing or if we're even doing what we think we're doing. So we would love to hear back from you uh, if you would like to say, hey, you know, somebody is listening hey, to the thing. Hey, you egocentric freaks. Yeah, we think that you're yeah. off. We think you guys are off the chain. We listen to you <laughs> and we think that you're just nonsense. Well, how, wherever you're coming from, we want to hear from you. I mean, I can take it. I, I've been yeah. I've been called nonsensical before. Okay, now. They've I'm been sh- right, too. I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Now, what does now. That mean? What does that mean? <laughs> now, let me ask you something. Okay. Um. Before we dive into the show, how do we want people to talk back to us? I mean, I think that they should definitely go to Facebook page. Don't you think? Yeah, so you should go to, you know, Critical Thinking for Everyone on Facebook and you should and you should talk back to us. You should give us um, some ideas about what you think about the show and what you think about us and what you think about the format and what you think about the content and what you think about the conclusions that we make because a lot of them just might be trash. Right. Or Brian's voice or my voice or... Is Patty as arrogant as she thinks she might be? Yeah. We who, don't know. Yeah. Who you think's funnier? It's oh, probably yeah. probably Brian. I don't know about that. Probably Brian. Yeah. All right. Well, on to today's show, that blend, that concoction I promised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First, we're going to start with humanism. Humanism. Humanism, which... Well, how has this concept escaped my knowledge all this time? Like, I've heard of it, but I never really sunk my teeth into it. And when I started to do that, I was like, how has this escaped my knowledge Are, I mean, all you're, this time? You're a humanist, aren't you? I am. Once I learned what it was, I was like, heck yeah. Yeah, I thought for sure you must be a humanist. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, so you're interested, what is it? A humanist is interested in the um, in human concerns and the advancement of um, of humanity. Is that right? Well, that's part of it. Okay. Okay. So um, this was so if you guys are out there, okay. now, what is humanism and how can it help me be a better thinker? That's that's the deal. Okay, that's why we brought it today. That's why we brought it today. So I've got my information from the humanist dot com, which is a online magazine produced by the American Humanist Association, AHA. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so apparently. Aha. Apparently there are different folks out there espousing different like humanist views in other words they put the emphasis in different places right? oh so so some of them are like human and some of them are like human <laughs> and some of them are like human <laughs> some of them are like human well not quite i okay. meant the conceptual emphasis of, oh you know <laughs> No. Well, I don't know now because okay, you'll have to tell us. Funny man. Hey. Okay. Man. Human. Human. So different types of humanists or different groups emphasize different things. So some focus on humanism to be a religion or some see it as a life stance, a worldview, right? So it's sort of like for some people it's their ideology, Others see it more as a progressive philosophy, an ethical perspective, or hmm. a belief system. Okay. So, so isn't that interesting? Well, I mean, those are just all ways of you know approaching your life, right? Right. I mean, ways you have to have to th- some ways of thinking, some right? value system in there. Right. Do you, yeah. you have a value system, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> the way you said that. Sure. Sure, I do. That's it's beyond anyone's interest. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And um, so usually, and, I, and I'm the article that I'm looking at is by Kristen Wintermute. That's Winter her name, Wintermute. All right. Okay, she's writing at thehumanist.com if anyone's interested in following along. And what she's saying is usually there's an array of principles that are provided as a list to what humanists believe, like like what are their core beliefs, okay? So these are the, according to her, these are the core beliefs of a humanist, okay? Or values, I should say, affirming human worth and dignity, okay, which is also a Unitarian Universalist hmm. um, value, by the way. So affirming human worth and dignity, reason, okay? okay? Uh-huh. So we like that as critical thinkers, okay. right? Compassion. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Morality, okay. ethics, mm-hmm. democracy. I'm going to keep going. There's a bunch of scientific them. inquiry, okay. naturalism, and critical thinking. What do they say? Critical thinking is well. We're going to get into that. Do they? Do they say? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Criti- yeah. yeah. So, um, so what do you think? That's a big array. Yeah, it's quite it sounds a wide like, array. Sounds like human interest values. When you, what do you mean by that? Well, a lot of those things have to do with human beings living better lives, maybe, in some regard. Is that fair? Like democracy and rationality. Like human-centric yeah. fe- uh, concepts and principles, yeah. right? Yeah, fair? I think so. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. We're going to learn more of this as we go right. this hour. And this is this is what they don't have, though. Like I mentioned all the things they have, like rationality okay. and ethics. What they don't have is there's no adherence or affirmation of a divine creator or other supernatural force. Okay. So atheism plays really well. Humanists often are also atheists. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh-huh. Which I think you are. A, I am an atheist. An atheist yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So and so so she says none of the definitions are entirely conclusive and all are correct in outlining the fundamentals of humanism. So does that kind of answer your question? Like what do humanists say they are? But I mean, are are all humans humanists then? No. Oh. Not all humans value ethics. I mean, don't they? Like, I mean, people might have a different sense of what that is, but don't, don't all humans value a lot of these human characteristics? Naturalism, compassion, reason, morality. Yeah, but some have other beliefs, like they might have religious beliefs or they might have other things that sort of, in their mind, maybe shape these other things. So so I think humanists like like to think of these as... I think they like to think of them as a set of principles and values, and we're going to talk about each how they can kind of conceptualize them. Sure. Um, I mean, should people use this framework in your view somehow? Should, what do you mean? Should people use it? <coughs> I, I mean, mean, do sh- I think there's value in it? Well, yeah. I mean, should people like should after listening to the show today, should everyone say I'm a humanist and go donate money to Aha? <laughs> I mean, is that no? I don't think they should. I think they should try it on for size and Uh decide if they if this fits for them. But do but you think it fits for you? Um, I think it's yeah. I like it. I have to say, I'm a fan. Okay, cool. I'm a fan. All right. Well, here we go. Fanned up then. Okay, so here we go. To shape this conversation, the thing that really rung my chimes Mm, was what they call not their Ten Commandments. Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's called. The ten, get this, it's catchy. The ten commitments. Ten commitments. I saw that. This is not a band. 
<laughs> so it's just funny that they call it the Ten Commitments because I almost feel like they're thumbing their nose a little bit at like the Ten, com- <laughs> ten Commandments. We have Ten Commitments. I feel like it's a little bit of a tweak to, you know, people who maybe it helps people remember. Okay, there you go. Maybe, maybe that helps yeah. them sell it. Yeah. Like, hey, are you into the Ten Commandments? No. We got the Ten Commandments. We got a different calm thing here. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Are you telling us about the commitments? Okay. So, number one okay. is listed is critical thinking. That, okay. That's the first one they list. What do you so think So, a commitment about that? to critical thinking? I mean, it sounds yeah. pretty nice. Okay. So, let's take it apart and see what they say. All okay. right. Sounds and good. And see how it holds up to. All right. Okay. As we are each bombarded with a constant stream of information, it can become challenging to decide what is accurate and true. Hmm. That's their first sentence. Okay, so they're they're staking a claim right into like this is we're in a, you know, tons of information being thrown at us. It can be hard for us to figure out, assess what's accurate. Right, right. Thinking critically allows us to make sense of all this information and reason our way to good judgments and effective solutions to the problems we face while rigorously avoiding pitfalls like rationalization, conformity, and stereotyping. Hmm. So there's a lot in here. Let's just tease these out, okay? Make sense of all this information. That's one. (coughs) Okay, so like information literacy, sort all the information. What should I be paying attention to? What should I let go? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, reason our way to good judgments. So how do you, what good judgments? I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that phrase, but how do you, how do you understand what they mean by good judgments? Well, I guess, I mean, I guess maybe they mean we're supposed to use evidence and a logic-based process to get there. Is that what they mean by reason good. our way reason to good our judgments? Reason our way to good judgments and effective solutions. Because it seems like the the reasoning would be core to the judgment that we make and any solutions that we would come up with. Right. So right. reason our way to good judgments in, or, in order. So reason our way to sound decisions, to uh, effective, they call it effective solutions. So good judgments. So decisions, um, assessment of something, yeah, just to get, conclusions, those kinds of things. And we think of as judgments. Yeah, evidence-based, right. sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So in uh, effective solutions to problems we face while rigorously avoiding pitfalls like rational, wow, rigorously avoiding, that's a high bar, mm. uh, rigorously avoiding pitfalls like rationalization, conformity, and stereotyping. So pitfalls, would we call those um, uh, fallacies? Would we call those biases? What would we call those? They would both. Yeah, those would both qualify as Fall pitfalls. Into those. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Rationalization, conformity, and stereotyping. Okay. This process forms the basis of the scientific method, which opens the door to new discoveries through hypothesizing and experimenting. Okay, right there, I got to say, the statement, this process forms the basis of the scientific, true. Hmm. But what Brian and I, I think, would say is this forms the foundational thinking of everything in life, not just the scientific method. Sure. Would you say that? Well, it could. Yeah. You could use it that way. I mean, I think a lot of people don't do that necessarily for all areas of their lives, but you definitely could. Okay. I yeah. just feel like when some, when somebody says this process from the basis of scientific methods, some people go, eh, well, that's not relevant to my life. Like, I'm right. not a scientist. And they throw it out the door. No, right? I think I think that that's right, is that, um, you know, that language can be a little bit excluding. And it also, it also tends to indicate that whoever wrote it really kind of privileges 
the kind of inquiry that you would do that would produce um, true and false answers that would produce, you know, what we would call facts and data that mm-hmm. you could go back and, and check for accuracy. But a lot of judgments that we make day to day won't produce that kind of outcome. Right. You know, exactly. like especially in something like ethics or whatever, you're just going to get the best answer. Right. So I feel like it's a little it's skewing. It's mm-hmm. taking critical thinking. They're kind of skewing toward this sort of the idea of critical thinking as a parallel with the scientific method, which, again, is not a bad thing, but from my point of view and where we like to think of critical thing for everyone, it's not just bench scientists, right? It's, yeah, that's it's right. It's for everyday use. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So then they say uh, critical thinking is a skill that requires c- continued attention, practice, and reflection. Hmm. Agree mm-hmm. with all that? Exercising our minds to build these skills enables us to challenge biases in ourselves and in others, true, paving the way for a fair, open-minded, and autonomous perspective that fosters a multicultural worldview. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of buzzwords in there. <laughs> well, I mean, I think critical thinking wants multicultural worldviews so we can get multiple points of view, right? Yeah. Yeah, fair, open-minded, autonomous perspective that fosters a mo- yes, absolute multicultural worldview, a, wi- a very wide, multi, you know, diverse worldview on many levels. Oh, so. yeah, and I think what you end up what I think what what you want is the ability to switch you know, whatever your angle is on a given topic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, so that you can get at the truth or whatever. So what do we think of their approach to critical thinking? What do you think of what I just read? I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, it's in the right vein. I I don't, you know, the scientific bias is is common, you know, especially if we're talking about this with like an education point of view, even if it's like a, um, the kind of education that we might call in, informal or something like that, education, um, you know, that might be uh, also, you know, not just informal, though. I just think I think broadly the institutional approach is kind of biased in favor of scientific style yeah, outcomes, yes. hard science style outcomes. Yes. So that that bugs me a little bit because it leaves a lot of the soft stuff out. Um, but I think I mostly, I mean, I mostly like it. The other thing that bothers me is that when you start drilling into down into exactly how do we do this, I think we're going to, I think unless it gives us more strategies there, and this is what I saw when I was kind of looking through some of these materials ahead of time uh, for the show, it seems like they really, they're really comfortable with you coming up with any approaches that you think are appropriate for critical thinking or social justice or... You mean the humanists are? Or this yeah, I mean, I think just... To, I mean, I, I think that they allow you to choose from any, you know, number of systems, and I'm not sure all of them work well together. Okay. Well, you know what we're going to do? <clears throat> I think there should try... be more detail. Okay, we're going to try out their 10 commitments on this question of thinking through when you should be wearing your masks and your oh, okay. commitment to mask wearing. Sure. Okay. All right. So, um, the 10 commitments. The 10 commitments. I still think it was a band. I'm trying to get the a place there. The 10 commitments yeah. on stage next. Okay. Right. So let's do this. Let's talk. I'm going to briefly touch on each of the 10 and then we're going to apply them to the mask wearing. Okay. Okay. So Great. we kind of model for people. How do you filter a decision, a big decision like or habit, everyday habit, like your mask wearing through mm. the lens of humanism. Okay? Yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. And I think that, um, you know, this is something that anybody should be able to replicate kind of any one of these 
approaches, all of them even, um, you know, with your own conversations and with your own uh, group. So you can practice this because this, I mean, you know, we haven't gone through it yet, but there's a really good chance that this system will give us some good insights into how to be better thinkers. Yeah, and how to be better mask wearers because when you're talking to someone why you're wearing a mask or why they should, you now have these various lenses that you can say, you know, well, what's my value system? Which of these do I want to espouse in ma- my mask wearing and be clear about? So, so ten, 10 commitments, a.k.a. Right. 10 lenses. So each <clears throat> each of the 10 have a value statement with it. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm just going to read each one, and, and then let's talk about as we go through, like, you know, how, how does that line up with critical thinking? So sure. the first one sure. was critical thinking, and this is how they sum it, summarize it into one sentence. Okay, okay. they say... Critical thinking. I will practice good judgment by asking questions and thinking for myself. So they kind of boil it down to practicing good judgment, asking questions, and thinking for myself. Okay. What do you think? Pretty good? Um, Practicing good judgment. Asking questions and thinking for myself. Asking good questions and thinking for myself. I mean... Doesn't that get me to the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, <laughs> potentially? Practice good jet by asking questions and thinking, well, you make a good point. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what happened with all of those thinkers. I'm just saying it becomes very difficult for me to check my own thinking for errors if that's the only guidance that I get. Right. I feel like asking questions the way they uh, they advocate for that, mm-hmm. it is part of critical thinking. But I feel like sound information to me is really <laughs> important. Are they going to give us more? Are they give us? No, but I'm just saying that they they boil. They don't it give down us any more on the critical thinking sentence. at all. Oh, I mean, geez. I read the. How long can you version. even do it with one sentence? Well, this is like your cheat sheet. This see this circle. But it's I need a, a compound complex sentence for each one of these in my <laughs> I know. cheat sheet. That I know. I, I know. A, Bear with yeah, me. Okay. okay so that's what they're focusing on: good judgment, asking questions, thinking for myself. Not. I don't think Brian and I think that those aren't qualities of critical thinking. I'm just not sure we would. Boil it down that way. Right, because when you boil it down that way, it really it really leaves the mandate kind of to the people who are using it to figure out what that looks like. And in some cases, you're going to get a high-quality approach to asking questions and thinking for yourself. And in some cases, you're going to get a solipsistic train wreck. Which is why, for me, accurate information is is – Trump some of this. I didn't Trump. I didn't mean to use that. Oh, well, I'm, sh- I'm sure that I'm sure that helps us get okay, more listeners. Okay, well, let's see how you're going to feel about eth- I don't think you're going to be a big fan of how they summarize ethical development. I got to say, if they put it in one <laughs> sentence, I can tell you right now there is no way that I think okay. this is a good that I've never found a sentence that I okay. thought would be ready? that good. Now, yeah, remember, I'm ready. this is a value statement. Yeah, okay? sure. Ethical development. I will always focus on becoming a better person. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> right? Does that mean does that mean I have a nicer car? No, it means <laughs> No, I just I just don't know what that means. A better person. Does that mean I have more money in my bank account? Right. Does that mean I have a better job? Right. So if I step on my buddy's neck to get the better job, good person. I'm a better person than I was before. Right. Even though I stepped on my I know, buddy's and neck, and they have the justice scales here. Oh their, boy, that's confusing. Image. Well, that's that's yeah, how we know it's confusing if we're going to have 
justice scales there. Deciding ethics. Yeah. Well, that's okay because yeah. I just, I mean, it's supposed to be a little bit, maybe there's supposed to be a little bit of a, of a weighing, but the problem is that we don't know what we're weighing. Like we don't, if there's weighing. Right. That if we're if we're measuring one thing against another, it's an excellent reason not to use only one sentence. Okay, it just doesn't seem like you get enough information in one sentence for scales. I gotta tell you, if I was gonna, and you're the ethicist, not me, but if I was gonna write one sentence, Uh I would probably say something like, "I, I try to think through (laughs) ethical situations with thought and." Thoroughness. I don't. I don't know. That's not. Well, that's okay. You know what I mean. But that's what I. I think of being committed to ethics means you're going to really think the 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 nuances, and you're going to think through all the. Sure. Let me see the sentence again here. I will always focus on becoming. I mean, I guess in the most basic sense. Yes. If I'm trying to think about ethics, there is a connotation in there that I could think about ethics and backslide. I could think about ethics and make mistakes. I could think about ethics and um, ruin my life, you know, by doing so. Or I could think about ethics and improve, like consistent improvement. Hmm, okay. So, I mean, You I, see what they're getting at. I do. I just think, again, the problem is... If the way for me to consistently improve is to murder everyone who's competing with me, <laughs> like, I just I just don't know. Maybe there's another one of these that would keep that from being able to yeah. – maybe, maybe these yes. are integrated to sort of provide guidance for one another. Yes. Let's, let's, let's operate from that assumption. Yeah. Okay? So, because here I don't know because it seems like I could, totally, I could totally steal money from my boss if my boss doesn't catch me. Yeah. And over time I might really I might really find person. myself being a better person. All right, well let's let's move on, okay? Not for the theft but for the wealth. <laughs> Peace and social justice is what they say. I will help justice. people solve problems and handle disagreements in ways that are fair for everyone. Fair for everyone. Again, I got to tell you that bar fair for everyone. And also that bar fair for everyone. You know what? Sometimes it's not fair for everyone, but it's still the right thing to do. Well, but you try. You like do you try. try. You and do I think try. I can see where they want to try there. But again, I don't know what that would look like because in different contexts, that would really just be you know, really different, fair for everyone, you know. I mean, I just think that that's that's very difficult for us to say. Yes. The problem is, okay, okay, here's the the problem is we're thinking about this all wrong. We are. Yeah, we're thinking about this all wrong. We're trying to say that these, as they're stated, are... Like all-encompassing. Yeah, that they're... We're finding places where they would not be useful, right? But I think that... If you have no guidance, maybe this is maybe this gets you on the path. Like if you've never okay. thought of critical thinking, if you've never thought of ethical development, or yeah, human is putting humans at the center of your worldview, other than yourself. Other than <laughs> this is the problem is that I'm a human too. Give me everything. I mean, I just think there's a place here where this becomes. I mean, okay, where there's empathy up there. Yeah. See. But, See? but I will consider other, other people's, people's thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Okay, Empathy. I considered it. I'm still taking all this money. 
I'm still doing the thing. I, I still I thought considered about it. and said too bad for them. Oh, I thought they they would have done it to me. I thought wow. if the situation was wow. reversed. All right, maybe, yeah. Okay, listen, all you humanists listening to the show getting mad at us. Oh, we want you on the show. Come on, <laughs> humanists. Want... I would love to ask you these questions. Okay, now let's move on uh, to some of the other ones. Okay, service and participation. I think it's great they have it in there. Yeah, I, I want to give, yeah. Shout That's out important to them. because a lot of organizations and a lot of isms don't make that explicit. Right. And yeah. you know what they say? They say, I will help my community in ways that let me get to know the people I'm helping, which yeah. is awesome because, again, so many um, organizations or people think about giving to others and they think of them as just anonymous others. Who are not like them, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just going to give to these others as yeah. opposed to I'm going to make a genuine connection in my community and figure out how I can help. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, all all of these are great if you just weren't headed in that direction. So I really yeah, – I just okay. think – I feel like okay. I'm being too heavy You're on being these. being a little harsh. Because they need, they need to – these are not uh, – these are these are starting points. Yeah, these are starting points. They're starting they, points. They almost strike me. It's under this is for the Center for Education. So to me, that frame of these ten commitments is like if you're trying to educate someone, right? I'm thinking of also like youth, and you're like, okay, what kinds of ways do we want to think about acting in the sure. world? Sure, sure, sure. And I guess yeah, for some, like for some groups, like so maybe for all of the good that happens when I you know, play on the basketball team or something, maybe empathy is not really a, a, a part of that training. And so this is a way for me to start thinking about exactly. that or ethical development or whatever, if that's, yeah. Yeah. Altruism. Let's move on to the next one. I will help others in need without hoping for rewards. Okay. Well, that that's that's that one. satisfies some yeah. of the stuff. That sort of makes it, that makes it challenging. If you were to pay all, to all attention to all these, that would make it, I think... If we're going to call it altruism and if we're going to call it that, it would I would not be able to manipulate others. Yeah, see? Yeah. I wouldn't – I'd be thinking about peace, peace and social justice without thinking of my own rewards. Okay. Yeah. Humility. I will be aware of my strengths and weaknesses and appreciate the strengths and weaknesses of others. What do you think? Appreciate the strengths and weaknesses of others? Mm. I think it's an – I think that's an idea for inclusion. I think that allows – I think that, you know – it's everybody at the table or something like that. Yeah, I like that. Appreciate the strengths and weaknesses. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Environmentalism. This is, again, one of your areas of wheelhouse for you. Sure. Okay, I will take care of the earth and life on it. Yeah. Yeah, the only only issue I have with that is that I know because it's humanism, I know that they're doing that for the sake of whatever's good for humanity. And so, again, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit skeptical of it if I think of it as anything more than a starting place because okay. it's, it's very easy for someone to go in the wrong direction while having that piece of guidance. Okay. All right. So starting <clears throat> place. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's two more. Global – excuse me. Global awareness. I will be a good neighbor to the people who share the earth with me and mm. help make the world a better place for everyone. Sure. Yeah. It's hard, That's to, it's good. hard to twist that one around. Yeah. And then responsibility. I will be a good person even when no one is looking and own the consequences of my actions. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. that sounds okay. And yeah. then we already talked about empathy. Yeah. So so those are the 10 commitments. Well, that's good. Again, as, as starting points, if we're trying to get people oriented toward the ways that we want to be in the world as a humanist yeah. or whatever, I yeah. think that, that, sounds, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so we're going to put these commitments to the test okay. by thinking of this question that was on their website. It was 10 reasons to wear a mask, and each reason corresponds to one of these values. And the okay. reason... And I know you and others may be thinking, well, that's a no-brainer, right? Like 10 reasons. To, I don't need 10 reasons. I'm already wearing a mask when I need, you know, some people. But it's about being intentional. It's about being explicit about the values and reasons behind so that when you're in a situation where you're like, should I put on a mask right now? Or someone's questioning you about it or you're encouraging other people, you have some really good, solid conceptual val- and it, concepts and values to stand on, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before we, t- I want to just briefly, again, talk about each of the 10, how they think about it through this lens. How often are you wearing masks when you are out and about? Always. Always? Yep. Okay. What about when you are outside? No. I mean, if I'm just outside, I don't, but I have one with me. I mean, okay. if I come across any people or whatever. Uh, two weeks ago, I noticed you were the only one at the neighborhood picnic wearing a mask outdoors. <laughs> you were. Okay. What I didn't notice. You? Yeah, you did. Okay. I noticed that. I, I mean, was I, like, I knew I was wearing one. I was I like, her, good job, Brian. Well, I mean, I just think, you know, I'm vaccinated, and I guess a lot of people maybe that we come across are also vaccinated, I hope, and um, it's probably unnecessary in this regard. But it also is the case that um, I have – pretty significant seasonal allergies Yeah. Um, that this seems over the last year, this mask wearing business has seemed to mitigate quite a bit. And so when I'm out in nature, I often do enjoy the mask. And then um, also I'm, I'm very conscious of last year's, you know, flu, reported flu numbers and the fact mm-hmm. that very few people by comparison, got, you know, the flu that we're always so worried about with flu shots and all this business. And I attribute a lot of that, um, you know, to mask wearing as well. And so I think that, um, yeah, I'm I'm very comfortable. Again, like in Asian culture, you know, where I've spent some time, it's you know, mask it's, wearing is very common. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, feel, I feel pretty comfortable So you're with a it. good – I notice you're a good mask wearer. Thanks. I try to also be a good mask wearer. Mm-hmm. And um, one place that I notice that I tend to do it that I notice other people don't is at my gym. Oh, they don't do it at the no, gym? No, no. I'm one of the very few people who yeah. um wearing a mask whether I'm just walking into the locker room or to my exercise room. But I'm mm-hmm. also wearing it while I exercise. right. right. Even though I don't have to, but it I just gives me a sense of wow, I'm in this big space, everybody's exhaling and right. and it just gives me peace of mind. And I agree. And so yeah. now the other day though, at the end of the workout, I was so sweaty and hot and um, there was only three of us in the gym, so I in, in that big space in the gym, so I, I took it off. Yeah, I think end, if you have a lot end. of space, maybe, you yeah, know, with the other people you. and stuff, I guess, yeah. but yeah, I think you should so, have the gym. So I'm, I'm one to err on the side. All right, so let's, let's, these are, this is an article from thehumanist.com by Emily Newman, and she does a good job of illustrating how these commitments work. So the first thing she says is, why do I wear a mask? Number one, altruism. I want to help others stay safe, not just my family and friends, but my coworkers, clients, customers, and communities. 
right? So right there, we learned altruism, right? I help others in need. So the idea is I'm not just doing it for me. It's the right thing to do for my community. Okay, sure. that's a no-brainer. Sure. Next one, critical thinking. All right. I may not know who around me is vaccinated, has COVID, or is immune immunocompromised. I do know that the risk of spreading the virus is immensely decreased when all parties are wearing masks because it's harder for droplets from sneezes and coughs to be released into the air. So what do you see her critical thinking move there is? Well, I mean, she's looking at the science. Right. And right. she's doesn't she's making she's realizing she can't make assumptions sure. about the status of other people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as a critical thinker, I don't have pol- good information about everyone around me in mm. terms of their status. So I'm wearing a mask. Precautionary principle, we might say. Right. Erring on the side of precaution when I don't know, you know, when I don't have detailed information about the situation. Right. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Empathy. I show I care about others health by wearing a mask. Even if we are both vaccinated, some people prefer to keep masks on during encounters to be as safe as possible, especially if they have health concerns or interact with people who are unvaccinated. We've all struggled with the pandemic and look forward to being over, so it's important to think outside of myself to consider another's comfort and safety so we can get to that happy future together soon. Hmm. Hmm. Happy future together soon, I hope. Yeah, I guess so. That's a very that's very optimistic. I know, maybe yeah. too optimistic. Which one was that? Empathy. I show yeah. I care about others' health by wearing a mask. How's it different think? from altruism, though? I guess. Um, I mean, well, because they're saying even if we're both vaccinated, some people prefer to keep masks on during encounters to be as safe as possible. So the empathy is altruism is I'm wearing it because it's not just for me, but for my community. In this case, it's I'm empathetic to the people around me, and I don't know what their comfort level is, so guess okay. what? I'm going to wear a mask. Okay. That's how she's parsing I got that. that. Yep. Okay? Sure. Next one, environmentalism. Okay. All right. Do you want right. to guess what she's saying there? Uh, she's saying that there's that we uh, are, are just drowning in PPE, and, uh, and we should absolutely uh, stop wearing these plastic masks. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. She saying. says, I use cloth masks sure. because they are easy to wash okay. and reusable so I don't add to plastic pollution. Yep. There are many positive and negative environmental effects of COVID, including harm caused by the increase of burials and cremations and uncertainties about COVID's impact on various animals. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should be thinking about these things. But not just COVID. I mean, we ought to be thinking about, I mean, not just the animals. We ought to be thinking about the PPE. Yeah, and all and all the takeout uh, containers. Oh my goodness! That I know that yeah, restaurant curbside, you know, and then. Well, that's the thing is that is that as the pandemic has really you know shaped up, what we've seen is these convenience single use single use industries have really thrived because there are no regulations on them. They simply operate and manufacture based upon. Uh, market demand. And so as there's a greater demand for these kinds of tools, they've just made more and we've ended up with more of it in the landfill and Ouch. in our yard and everything else. Yeah. yeah. So that's the environmental. Okay. Next one, ethical development. Okay. okay. Wearing a mask is an easy way I can help stop the spread of COVID and other illnesses every day which is what you were just saying earlier. If we all wear masks, we can keep more people safe and reduce the number of sick patients depending on caregivers and medical professionals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So what are they saying then? The ethical, what, how is that ethics? Well, because we're thinking about, again, we're caring about others. We're wearing the mask so that we can okay. uh, make a difference in everybody else's um, lives. I mean, I guess it's, you know, it ties in closely with this empathy and altruism business. Right? And I guess it also, when she says stop the spread of COVID and other illnesses, then ethically what I'm doing by wearing a mask yeah. is I'm, Playing into the bigger systems right. of the illness, or you know, playing into it by by preventing it mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. doing the right thing by keeping it from spreading beyond just my own personal world. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, okay. yeah. Because that if I'm if I'm considering ethics, I'm considering something more than just kind. Usually, I'm considering something beyond just what's good for me and that yeah, kind of thing. So, usually, yeah. Okay, next one, global awareness. Okay. What do you think she's going to say about that? I think she's going to say mask. that we should be uh, we should be aware that other cultures do it or we should be aware that other cultures aren't as fortunate with the vaccine. I don't know. What, what does okay. she say? She says, I recognize that viruses don't care about state or country borders, so mm. my local actions against COVID have a global impact. Okay. On a small scale, wearing a mask and encouraging others to do the same can be seen as solidarity with communities in other areas. On a large scale, decreasing COVID cases in the U.S. enables us to increase support for countries struggling to obtain needed resources like vaccination, stuff like that, right? That's fair. Yeah. I now, can with that. this weekend I went out of town. Okay. okay. All right. I went two hours south okay. into southern Kentucky. Okay. I was very disappointed at the lack of mask wearing that I witnessed in the community. Now, yeah. the campus community, it's required indoors. So I saw a lot of Which campus? campus, Western Kentucky ah, okay. University. Right. But I was shocked at the number of people out in the community that were not, including like employees in restaurants and stores. I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh. I'm so used to that here. Mm-hmm. That I was, I I was like, I'm wearing a mask. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care if I'm the only one in this restaurant wearing a mask. Sure. I was just so surprised. I'm a little bit surprised, but I'm also not surprised. I mean, there's just so much, um, so much poor thinking around this right now. It's just amazing. I, I just, I was like, am I in a time warp? And this is everyone thinks it's like two, I went like two years ago, and like nobody's wearing a mask. Everything's fine. There's no pandemic here. Yeah, don't worry. There's no pandemic here. I was just so – and you know the weird thing was is that I – because it was so normalized by everyone around me, I was self-conscious. But I was right, like, you know what? Right, you're the weirdo. What? Yeah, but I'm like <laughs> – nobody, of course, said anything to me, but I'm like, I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. I am wearing yeah. a mask. Yeah, you're ready to fight somebody over it. I just was like – I was yeah, waiting for someone to challenge me. Anyway, I was just very disappointed, I have to say that. What you're doing there, but little lady? When you lady? look at the numbers in Southern Kentucky, you know, it's it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, they ought to be wearing more masks. Right. Uh. So, and I was anyway. Well, yeah. I won't go into it, but I was disappointed. Well, we're disappointed that. in you, Southern Kentucky. Sorry, Bowling Green. Yeah. Get your masks on. Yeah, actually, I witnessed when I traveled through Indiana mm-hmm. last month. I witnessed the same thing. Southern Indiana and Southern Kentucky are just <laughs> about the same place. I can't. Uh, <laughs> there's very little there. Fight me. Critical <laughs> thinking for everyone. <laughs> They're pretty much the same place. <laughs> or you can find him on the U of L campus if you want to. Oh yeah, if you want to come Wear to the mask, big though. city, we'd love to talk to you. Wear a mask though. When yeah. You come to fight him. Yeah, please. <laughs> For okay. the sake of the kids. Humility. I d- here's what she says. I don't know if I have COVID, even if I'm not presenting symptoms. I don't want to spread the virus to others, yeah. especially if they or people 
they interact have weakened immune systems. Yep. So humility is then her take is I'm wearing it because she doesn't know. That's right. Yeah, that's the way okay. we ought to be. If we don't know, that's the whole point, right? right? Yeah. I might I might be asymptomatic. Right. So yeah. Peace and social justice. This is what she says. I'm fortunate to have good health care, the ability to work from home, and a supportive local network to help me if I get COVID. Mm. I wear a mask to protect those more vulnerable to COVID due to lack of community, health issues, and financial burdens caused by lost work time or unemployment, hospital bills, and unforeseen expenses. That's that's really important. I like I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah that's very important. Right? Yep, like, I have resources to help me if I get COVID, but not everybody does. So... I wear a mask to help prevent that situation from happening to others. Well, of course, we have to believe it goes back to, you know, needing to believe in whatever the science tells us, you know, about this kind of thing. I mean, if we don't have good information, we won't be able to make these kinds of broader conclusions, right? Because we won't believe that these are implications of the situation. Right, right. Okay, you've got two more. Responsibility. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always bring a mask with me whenever I leave my home, so I'm prepared to put it on when I encounter other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I keep one in my car. I keep two or three in my purse. Yeah. The only problem is when I go out to walk the dog, I I have not been in the habit of bringing it, and occasionally I run into a neighbor, and I try I try to stay at a distance. Do you? I mean, like I hang them by the door. Oh, on the doorknob. Well, not on the doorknob, but just like on a hook by oh, the door. Oh, by the door. So that I see them when I go out and I ask myself, do I have one of those? That's, look at you, smarty pants. Well, it's really easy to forget them, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever forget them? Um, I've good. got them everywhere, man. You're pretty good. Like, how many masks do you own? Like, how many? Dozens. Do you, really? Yeah. That many? Definitely. Dozens, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you, you, you make it a point to be... Drowning in masks. Yeah, well, I'm not very interested in the alternatives. I mean, I'm not interested in others around me. It's mainly people, you know, in my life who I'm concerned about. You know, my <clears throat> my grandfather, he doesn't always yes. have the best mask protocol, but he ain't going to get it from me. Um, you know, my parents are the same. You know, they, yeah. they mask up for the most part. But, I mean, I'm not going to let it happen when I'm around. Like, I'm not going to let it come from me. Do you- so. Oh, do you wear a mask when you're around them? Oh, yeah. I wear a mask yeah. when I'm around all of them. I okay. mean, my grandfather, occasionally, when it's just him and me, um, if we're playing pool or something, we're not mm-hmm. sitting and talking, um, then I'll take my mask off. But uh, if we're sitting and talking, I do. I think that, um, yeah, I just don't know. Okay. I don't know. And I don't know what everybody's immune system's like, and I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know anything. That's the one thing. I mean, I'm, I really resonate with the humility thing. I mean, the problem is that... I'm not that kind of a doctor, and I'm not able to do my own research because I don't have a lab. And so I really think that if I don't rely on some other people and just recognize that I don't know the truth of this, and I don't know if there's a conspiracy theory. Like, it hasn't been demonstrated to me yet. I see how there could be conspiracy theories. That's the beauty of conspiracy theories, right? They look very plausible from one angle. It's just once you turn it around, you see that there's nothing there, right? And so it's very difficult, I think, to to do anything other than feel like the worldwide community's assessment of this should be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, because like like I've been to other countries and they don't seem a lot of them like just completely foolish. Like it seems like they do good things and it seems like mm-hmm. they care about their populations and people who live in other countries in a lot of cases are very 
happy to be living there, like they like their country and how their lives are going. And I just think that if we if we're getting across the board signs that maybe the lifestyles that people are actually enjoying living are being disrupted by this, there's probably something to it. They probably didn't just do that voluntarily. You know? I th- yeah. I think we should take that seriously. And I don't know enough to challenge it, even though I might have questions or whatever. And even though maybe I'm pissed about the amount of trash or something there is being generated by all this. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather have that than have people die arbitrarily. I mean, that's yeah, not good. you're in it for the you're in you're willing to do the mask uh, wearing for the long haul, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't I mean, yeah. I don't again, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy um, having to deal with it. I don't always. And, you know, I feel like. In a lot of cases, I would enjoy myself a little more in some activities if I didn't have the mask, mm-hmm. you know. But is it really like just messing up my life? I mean, dude, not like COVID would. Exactly. Like that would mess up my exactly. life, or if one of my one of my uh, elderly relatives or um, some important person in my life got COVID. Got COVID. Oh, uh. dude. I mean, I that wouldn't be any good. I'd rather just wear the mask and get the vaccine and, you know, hope for the best for all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you've gotten the vaccine. Sure. And you wear a mask. There you go. So you're doing what you can do. Whatever they say. I get up every morning. I say my ABCs. I mean, I don't know what else to do. (laughs) You know? All right. So here's the last one. Okay. Service and participation. Mm. Okay. She Mm -hmm. says, like shirts and buttons, masks are an opportunity to represent my values and show my <laughs> shirts and buttons. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. I don't think she's you talking did. about Oxford cloth. <laughs> I think she means. I think she means propaganda. Oh. Right. And bu- oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were in high fashion I mode. I was like shirts and buttons. What? Yeah, that's the. I was like Brian doesn't always wearing shirts with buttons. That's like the, he's often wearing t-shirts. That's the uniform of the oppressor. <laughs> What the hell? Shirts with buttons? What is she getting at? I'm not in that society. What a what a fancy writer. Humanist button oh, shirts. She meant like political. I think she did. I think she was talking about uh, you know okay. the mask is a symbol. You know. Okay. I think they were. I think. I could be wrong. Rachel, if you have a different interpretation, if you're a humanist and know something about this, we're waiting for you. Critical thinking okay. for everyone. Let me reread, let me All right, read this again. Start again. Yeah. Let me start again. <laughs> like shirts and buttons, masks are an opportunity to represent my values and show my support. I have a mask made. By, and then she says, I have a mask made by a friend who was offering them for free in early 2020 and a mask from a nonprofit I work with on secular education issues. I've seen masks with powerful statements, uh-huh. intricate designs, recycled cloth. Masks are now a new form of self-expression and creativity to enjoy. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think there's also the issue of naturally we're in capitalism so we can sell something else. <laughs> Good opportunity for a new product. I mean, there is that part too. And wow. so and so for a lot of us, masks are going to end up being you know, trash. Mm. Just junk, right? Because we get a mask from an organization. Like maybe we make a donation and they send us a mask. Like I'm never, I'm never wearing that. Okay. Well, I didn't you know, have a mask for it's that. funny you. you should say that because I do think masks were, are, were here to stay for a long, long time mm-hmm. in our world. Mm-hmm. And some people, including myself, has have even said, you know, even when COVID is maybe not as big a danger as it is right now, yeah. I would still wear a mask during flu season when I'm out, you know, in a crowded space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to keep myself from, hey, you know, 
all the just a regular cold or flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went the whole winter last year and didn't get any right. cold or flu. Yeah, lucky. I mean, let's let's hope it happens again like that. But um, there is something to be said for that. And I think also, you know, what ends up happening too with these symbols is that um, you know, since we are at least in the U.S., you know, pretty polarized as a society, mm. you know, it it does sort of send a signal. If you're wearing a mask voluntarily in a space where it's optional, I think it sends a symbol, a, a signal to some people that you are maybe making an attempt to be responsible in a public health fashion. I think it sends a, a signal to others that you're probably weak. Um, so, yeah, sheep. So I think that mm. some of the, I think that you know the signals are mixed, but I do think that that's happening. I think it's part of the of the culture surrounding the mask really? thing. Maybe I'll get a mask and it's printed. It says, ah, 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 ah. it has like a little nice. Oh, it's a good idea. What do you think? That's a good idea. I'm, I'm waiting for someone to get a mask tattooed on their face. So they <laughs> always have. So that they close their mouth. Yeah. It <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Or the mask is like the bottom part of their face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get it sewed on. <laughs> So it's just always on. <laughs> or you have this really long hair. Let's yeah. look. Watch, watch. Yeah. See? I could, I could See? make a hair mask. Yes. See? Yes. Have you ever done that in a pinch? No. <laughs> I'm not sure that this works, um, but uh, but I am sorry it's not a video show. So I will well, say maybe. A, hey, are we going to keep trying a video show now and then? I think so. I mean, I, mean, I, I didn't. Did we hear much from people? We got some good feedback. Hey, you know who gave us the best feedback? Mm. Your dad and my dad. Oh, very good. Well, Thanks, dads. Yeah, I appreciate the dads. No question yeah, at all. Yeah, they liked our video show. Well, we should probably give another one a shot. I thought it was pretty fun. So um, Yeah, try it again. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to hear okay. from you on it. What do you think? Critical thinking <laughs> for everyone. What would be like a good show that had like a visual angle that we could really play out? Yeah, like. you could. Yeah, because that would help. I mean, again, if it's just us talking, it feels a little bit pandering to, to have, you know, video shows. Yeah. We'd like to have a video Puppet. angle. We could be like uh, puppets. We could have hand puppets speaking I guess, for us. I guess. Although, again, I don't know why we would do that. But if, if somebody has an angle, let us know. I mean, maybe it'd just we be need fun. An angle. Maybe just be fun to have hand puppets. We need an angle. Or maybe one day we could like be each other like i'll be you on the show <laughs> and you could be me oh wow i'm really reaching aren't i that would be visually entertaining there's no question <laughs> at all well look if you have good ideas for us you can reach out through critical thinking for everyone please get our back episodes on soundcloud and on itunes just look for the forward radio network um, on those places and you can absolutely find uh, 165 critical thinking for everyone shows including this one and uh, we really appreciate you making time for us today as you're going through your week think about the good things that critical thinking can do for your thinking and your life because it is for everyone even you Hey, friends, thanks for helping us out with some donations here recently at the uh, Give for Good Louisville. But you know what? ForwardRadio.org is always open. Aren't you thinking that you need to do a little bit to buffer yourself from taxes? Or maybe you're feeling like, I sure could use a little pick-me-up from helping some folks who really need it. 20 bucks a day keeps the radio on, my friends. Donate time!